What's up, MLB Morning Coffee listeners? We have our first sponsor. Please welcome to the show, Sit Stay Paul. Is there a better feeling than walking through the door and seeing your dog so excited to see you? There really is nothing better than a happy, healthy dog. Sit Stay Paul, Boston-based dog treat company, focused on all natural, healthy ingredients, is dedicated to helping dogs live happier, healthier lives. At Sit Stay Paw, they treat dogs as part of the family and understand you do too. That's why they use the highest quality all-natural ingredients in each dog treat. Each recipe has been developed along board-certified veterinary nutritionists and is packed with the flavors your dog loves and the nutrition they need. Stocking stuffer ideas? Do your friends have dogs? Sit Stay Paw's Blueberry Pancake Chewies are made with real blueberries full of antioxidants, fiber, and vitamin C and K the perfect stocking stuffer dip for your friendly pooch. Their carob chip chewies are a natural sweet treat your dog will love, full of vitamins A, B, D, calcium, iron, magnesium, everything your dog needs. For the next four weeks, listeners can go to sitstaypaw.com. That's www.sitstaypaw.com. And on Facebook and Instagram, at sitstaypaw. And use code MLBCOFFEE. That's right, MLBCOFFEE. For 10% off your first order. Take a pic, throw it on the gram, get your dog on the Sit Stay Paw Instagram. Sit Stay Paw, go get your dog a treat. Now, on with the show. Ah yes, it's MLB Morning Coffee, a quickie edition on a Wednesday morning. Yes, I tease you all again, we are not going to be doing a season in review episode today. We're going to start those tomorrow Why? Because I need to put in a little bit more work on them than I have already, and I just decided it was better to do a couple of things that would probably be a little bit more time-relevant than a season in review for a season that, for most clubs, ended over two months ago at this point. For the Dodgers and the Rays, it ended not that long ago. A little over a month has passed. Speaking of the Dodgers, by the way, Corey Kniebel was just acquired by L.A. from the Milwaukee Brewers in exchange for a player to be named later and cash considerations. Corey Kniebel was a big part of the Brewers' bullpen in 2018. He got hurt, missed all of 2019, pitched in only 15 games in 2020, had a 6.08 ERA in 13 and a third innings. Kniebel was an all-star in 2017 where he pitched a National League high 76 games, had 39 saves for the Brewers, and a 1.78 earned run average. Here's the thing about Corey Kniebel that is interesting. Kniebel, per baseball reference, has a $5.1 million contract figure for 2020. He is arbitration eligible for this upcoming season, which means he might get a little bit more, or because of the numbers that he had this past year, he might end up with the same. Now, why the Brewers decided to trade him all falls on Josh Hader, because Josh Hader is going to be a guy that's going to receive a significant increase in his salary. It's pretty clear at this point that the Brewers' closer is Josh Hader, and it's not Corey Kniebel. And you have to think about the economics of 2020 and the economics of where baseball is going. Because of the so-called limited finances, and look, I'm not giving any team a pass here. All these teams have enough money to pay these players. They just don't want to pay these players because they lost so much money in 2020. Now, I do have to contrast that with this. 
I am very well aware that organizations have been laying off full-time employees, baseball operations employees, and business ops employees, which include PR, marketing, communication, sales, tickets, what have you. I understand that teams have been laying off those employees. So for me to say, oh, you got to pay these players more, is a little bit tone deaf when a lot of full-time employees are getting laid off by the hundreds. That's tone deaf. So I don't want to make it like, I'm giving sympathy to the players when the sympathy should be going to the full-time employees who make less than the players do that are getting laid off. But Josh Hader, for this past season, made $4.1 million. That arbitration figure is going to go up. This is, by the way, Hader's first year being arbitration eligible. So he is going to get a significant payday for this upcoming season if the Brewers and him do not come to an agreement on a contract figure. I think Hader's a guy that could earn up to $8 million because he has been one of the most dominant relievers in baseball over the past three years. Even in a year where he was not as good as he had been, he still had a 3.79 ERA in 21 appearances and 13 saves. Josh Hader, each of the previous three years, had ERAs of 208, 243, and 262. So it makes sense that they wanted to move on from Corey Kniebel. Another trade that went down yesterday was the Angels' acquisition of Jose Iglesias from the Orioles in exchange for Garrett Stallings and Gene Pinto. This is the first major trade under new general manager Perry Manassian. I hope I'm getting that right. Manassian, Manassian, I think it's Manassian. Manassian took over for the recently fired Billy Epler. Jose Iglesias is a very interesting trade because the Angels already have Andrelton Simmons. Iglesias had a very solid season last year. He hit 373 with three home runs, 24 runs driven in in 39 games. Iglesias is also somebody that is not going to come cheap. His highest salary figure this was back when he was with the Detroit Tigers, was $6.275 million. He's made $2.5 million in each of his past two seasons, but the reason why this was appealing for the Angels is that he had his club option exercised at $3.5 million for 2021. So this is, in effect, a one-year $3.5 million deal for the Anaheim Angels, or Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, or however you want to call them. You're probably wondering... What about Andrelton Simmons? Andrelton Simmons has not really been able to stay healthy. He's had good offensive seasons while he has been in Anaheim. He hit 297 last year in 30 games, 264 in 2019 in 103 games. In 2018, he hit 292 with 11 homers and 75 RBI, a career high in runs batted in for him. He is an unrestricted free agent this season which means that having made $15 million last year, the Angels are going cheaper. Understandable given the climate, although Artie Moreno is worth $3 billion, but you're basically swapping out a shortstop that made $15 million last year for a shortstop that's going to make $3.5 million this upcoming season. Economically, it makes all the sense in the world for the Anaheim Angels. While we did our non-tender deadline special yesterday, I do want to go through a couple of deals that have gone down over the course of the last couple of days. Let's start with Trevor May, who is going to be on the move from Minnesota to the New York Mets. The Mets have made it clear they are not shy in regards to what they're going to do in the free agency market this upcoming season. They were just purchased 
by a $2 billion worth owner in Steve Cohen. Trevor May last season in 24 appearances had a 3.86 ERA over 23 in the third innings of work. He struck out 38 and walked just seven this past season for Minnesota. It's a two-year, $15 million deal for Trevor May with the New York Mets. Trevor May is a good reliever. He is not a great reliever. His best season in Minnesota came in 2019, where he had a 2.94 ERA over 65 appearances, 64 and a third innings. He's really a righty specialist. 79 strikeouts, 26 walks. He had a 5-3 and three record. It's the only year where his ERA has been below three. So maybe they overpaid for him. Maybe they didn't. But it's pretty clear that what you're going to see is guys that have had better numbers than Trevor May are more than likely going to ask for more than what May ended up getting with the New York Mets. It is going to remain a very slow offseason. Mike Miner's contract was significant because Mike Miner is somebody that did not really have a great year this past year with the Rangers and the A's, but Mike Miner is going to go to Kansas City for a two-year, $18 million deal. Mike Miner is not worth $9 million a year when you look at his statistics. Mike Miner in 2020, between the A's and the Rangers, had a 1-6 record and a 5-5-6 ERA over 56 and two-thirds innings. In 2019, he was an all-star with a 3-5-9 ERA over 32 starts, 208 and a third innings of work. He made his only all-star team that season. The prior year with the Rangers, he had a 4-18 ERA in 157 innings. He was with the Kansas City Royals in 2017, although out of the bullpen. 65 appearances, 77 and two-thirds innings of work, a 6-6 six six record with a 2.55 earned run average. I think that Mike Miner is a solid pitcher, but I don't think he's a pitcher that's worth $9 million a year. But let's go back and look through some of his past contract figures. He has made as much as $9.8 million. Yes, he made $9.8 million in his past two seasons on the contract that he signed with the Texas Rangers. He made $8.3 million in his first year with the Rangers, and in his two years with the Kansas City Royals, one of which he did not pitch, he made $2 million and $4 million. Mike Miner, for his performance this past season, is not worth $9 million. But again, if Mike Miner can get two years and $18 million at a nine per million clip, what is Trevor Bauer going to get? That's the big question. What is a Trevor Bauer going to get on this market? What is Marcus Stroman going to get if he signs an extension with the Mets? What is Liam Hendricks going to get as a reliever that had a significantly better season than Trevor May of the now New York Mets? If Trevor May is going to end up getting $7.5 million a year with an ERA that is just below four, at least for this past year, what is Liam Hendricks with a 176 ERA going to end up getting on the free agent market? It's going to be a lot more than we initially think because maybe this market is tampered down, but maybe we're just playing the cat and mouse game between ownership and players to see who gives in first to either take a contract 
that's below market value or sign for a deal that's above what these organizations actually want to give these players. And with that, we're done here on a quick Wednesday morning edition of MLB Morning Coffee. Have a great rest of your day. We will talk to you tomorrow.